Hello and welcome to Book Retorts. I'm Sam. I'm Danielle. And this week, we are just so excited to prepare for our Spook Retorts month coming up this October that we need a little break to get ready. I don't feel like you put enough emphasis into Spook Retorts, Sam. Oh, oh, can we try that again, Danielle? Spook Retorts. Okay, yes. Spook (laughs) Retorts. As you can see, we're very excited. (laughs) So that has consumed us for the last few weeks. So while we're getting ready for that, we thought we would share with you some of our Patreon bonus content just to show you what you're missing out on by not being our Patreon supporters. Because it's pretty awesome. It's very awesome. So we also <laughs> just completed our great Twitcheroo where Danielle and I picked media for each other. For that, we'll be sharing our bonus content first from Danielle's rendition of The Ice Pirates. The best movie I've ever watched. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Re-Extras. It's extra time. It's super extra. This is the little bonus podcast that we do for our lovely Patreon supporters. That's all of you, hopefully. <laughs> I, would, I would think so, since it's a private feed for our Patreon supporters. <laughs> yeah, you know how it goes. The ones that broke in just to listen to our little 10-minute podcasts. <laughs> I mean, you're welcome to, I suppose, but is it really worth it? Uh, I, I think so. I think our podcasts are amazing, Sam. That's true, and that's why we do it. We hope you think so, too. Yes, and so this podcast... <laughs> This little mini extra is based on the movie The Ice Pirates. The fabulous movie The Ice Pirates. The the absolutely fantabulous movie The Ice Pirates that Sam made me watch for our Great Switcheroo episode. You made yourself watch that by picking it, Danielle. Okay, that's true. Because Sam gave me two options and I did choose The Ice Pirates for reasons unknown. (laughs) (laughs) No one to blame but yourself. I could have watched The Elm chanted forest <laughs> yeah you could have well there's always next time danielle it's a possibility with the cactus king and cactus king that's right I actually remember something good job you danielle do. <laughs> okay <laughs> what are we doing today danielle so this this question related to that episode apparently is about which how in the movie let's preface yes. in the movie <laughs> there is a lack of water in the universe, the galaxy. I don't know how far it spans. That's a fair question. Yeah, in their immediate area. And so the question that we came up with for this episode, Sam came up with for this episode. We came up with? We came up with for this episode is what happened to the water? Why is there no water in this galaxy universe? Yeah, because it seems like it's a fairly common thing that does not get consumed. It is recyclable. So where will the water go? Yeah. Because that movie may or may not have told us that. I certainly don't remember if it did. Well, I'll have to trust you on that one. So I know when we were talking about this, you came up with a solution very quickly. And mine sounds like it may be much more complicated than yours, Sam. Well, why don't we hear it, Danielle, and find out. (laughs) Okay. So in my uh, headcanon for the Ice Pirates... Which I don't even think ties into the actual canon because I missed something about how this all came to transpire. But... yeah. In mine, you remember that planet that they went to that had the robot comedian guy on it? Did you mention a robot comedian? Yeah, it's the guy, the comedian. You said, oh, it's so-and-so. He's a comedian. And he had the Amazonian Oh, Bruce Valance. Yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> I thought you meant like he was a robot comedian, like the robot doing stand-up in the movie. No, he was a comedian right. playing the, the prison like, planet of a robot played by bruce Valance. yeah and there were like amazonian warriors on it with yeah. bikinis for reasons unknown sure. that traveled, well, we know why <laughs> traveled on unicorns 
Yeah. All right. So far, things make sense. <laughs> that movie. Except for the robot comedian part. <laughs> well, that's what he is because they chop off his head. It turns out, uh, spoiler alert, yeah, no, that he's he a, robot is a robot played by a comedian. He's not a robot comedian. That's a different thing. <laughs> well, I was just trying to like combine all the words together so that you knew what planet I was on. Well, that clearly did not work. Okay. So I'm not 100% sure how this went down. I didn't have enough time to flesh this out. But <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure that prior to the robot comedian being on the planet, he was on some kind of warship. I don't know if he was a, I feel like he might have, like, because he does not seem like he's really in charge of anything. He's trying to be, but he's not very good at it. And so okay. I feel like he might have been a captive on this warship that was coming to attack the Amazonian unicorn warriors. And something, when they got there and they were doing this attack, something went wrong with the unicorn magic. Because as we all know, Sam, unicorn horns have magic. Well, that's that's just a well-known fact. Yeah, it is a well-known fact. So something went horribly awry, and not only was the the ship lost that was trying to attack their planet to take over whatever great natural resource they had or to kidnap all the Amazonian warrior ladies, because why not? They're in bikinis. But the unicorn magic somehow dissipated into the universe slash galaxy, and the water somehow tied in, disappeared there is no water now in the entire galaxy universe. And all that was left on this planet, because the warship completely dissolved, disappeared, broken up. They did, The Amazonian warriors clearly won, because they're the leftovers on this planet, was the broken shell of this robot guy, who was then found later by the dad, the king of the princess, and turned into an actual robot. Okay, so your <laughs> explanation is... A warship angered some unicorns, and their magic made all the water disappear for unknown reasons. Sure, why not? <laughs> it ties in I, with the rest of the ice pirates. I mean, that's a, a solution, I suppose. <laughs> I just think unicorn magic should not be messed with, Sam. I don't disagree. And you cannot explain to me why there's an entire planet full of Amazonian unicorn women. I, I, I mean, I certainly can. <laughs> that's run by not- a robot comedian overlord. <laughs> He's not a comedian. He's played by a comedian. He's not a comedian in the movie, Danielle. <laughs> He's not. So that's my solution as to uh, the vague solution as to why there's no water. I think unicorn magic went awry. I just, I think it went awry. I think unicorn magic is wily. I get def- yeah, definitely get convoluted. You were right about that. <laughs> that's what happens when I have 45 seconds. <laughs> well, um, sure. I'm willing to accept that. Thank you. I appreciate that. What about yours, Sam? Probably much more not convoluted. Uh, yeah. So my my solution involves the time warp. Oh, of course. That's obvious. Yeah, obvious. <laughs> the time warp. Why not? So my solution involves a young sponge that gets stuck in the time warp. And as we all know, the time warp accelerates time. And so the sponge grows massive. Are we talking about a sea sponge or a, like... Sponge from the sink sponge. Like an alien sink sponge so is, that's like alive, like a sentient sink sponge. This is like the goosebumps sponge under the sink horse. Yeah, yeah, like, just like that one. Okay. The, the living sponge <laughs> that like sucks up emotions. But this one sucks up water because it's a sponge. So if I manage to break free of the time warp, but because it's a giant sponge with a massive gravitational pull now, it starts sucking up all the water in the <laughs> galaxy slash universe, whatever. And suddenly it's being pursued by everyone who wants the water back because that's a bad thing. Yes. And it gets back into the time warp as it's trying to leave. And as it age regresses, all the water is reduced back to its component part, hydrogen and oxygen. And that's why there's no water. Well, I will give it to you that it is definitely more coherent. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly simpler. Not any more plausible. (laughs) 
I'm assuming this must have happened in the prequels with Lanky Nibs. Oh, yeah. Lanky Nibs and the Sea Sponge. <laughs> the classic. Lanky Nibs and the Sponge of Doom. There the we classic go. 1979 movie. <laughs> Lanky Nibs and the Sponge of Doom versus the Unicorn Warriors. Uh, you cannot say that you would not watch that movie because you would. <laughs> I, and I I would, but that's me. <laughs> well, I think both our solutions do solve the problem. <laughs> If anybody watched the movie and they did tell us how the water disappeared and Danielle just missed it, Danielle being me, feel yes. free to let us know. Good, good job there, Danielle. <laughs> and until next time, bye. Take care, everybody. And next up is Sam's first foray into Christopher Pike with Bury Me Deep, the 90s classic. I, uh, I jumped in hard on that one. And let me tell you, I did not get a perfect score on my dive. <laughs> oh, nice one. <laughs> All right. So enjoy. Hello and welcome to Book Re-Extras. Extra, extra, read all about it. <laughs> You are, I'm joined today by a newsie from the movie Newsies, Christian Bale, is that you? I think so. Oh, excellent. Great. Uh, before we get too far down that rabbit hole, this is the podcast where we talk about the weird things we share in our main podcast for our lovely Patreon supporters. Yay, Patreon supporters. Yes. I would break into song and dance, but Sam just said I couldn't. I didn't say you couldn't. I just think that... You said you weren't going down the rabbit no, hole. No, I said before we got down the rabbit hole, I wanted to introduce us, Danielle. <laughs> so people weren't too confused about who it was breaking into song. I'm Danielle Benuzzi. <laughs> you can do the song or not. You made no, a big stink about it. I'm not going to do the it. song, because then you'd have, to, you'd have to edit it out. We'd have to get copyright. It'd be a whole thing, uh-huh, Sam. Uh-huh. Okay, called your bluff there. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, back to what this podcast is about. In our bonus episode, we like to discuss things that came up during our main episodes that may not have gotten the attention they deserve, or just random questions that spring forth from those episodes. Spring forth from the loins of the larger episodes. I was going to say head like Athena from (laughs) Zeus, but you know, you go there, Danielle. Like Medusa's little snakes. All right. Wow. You're you're something else today. (laughs) Just getting in the mood. <laughs> what this. mood is that? The question Patreon mood. Didn't know that was a thing. But all right. <laughs> so we're going to be discussing a question from the recent Christopher Pike book I did, Bury Me Deep. Where nobody was buried deep. Nope. Or <laughs> not deep enough, apparently. Very perplexing title, in fact. Yeah. So there was some murder in Hawaii and a girl got haunted by the ghost of the murdered boy and it didn't really matter and very low stakes, <laughs> but... <laughs> Good summary, Sam. Yeah, if you, you can listen to the episode. You'll figure it out. The point is, Danielle, what we're going to talk about today is if you were murdered in Hawaii and had to haunt Jean, A, how would you be murdered? And B, how would you haunt Jean on her vacation? Absolutely. So I have an answer. I know. I gave you plenty of warning this time. <laughs> you did. 24 hours. Oh, sort of. 16 hours. <laughs> Look, Danielle, it's not my fault you wanted to record today and not another day. That's same back at you. <laughs> yeah. All right. I offered. Anyway, I guess I should start. So the way I would die in Hawaii is at the hands of a renegade acupuncturist. Oh, good. I'm glad you didn't go the direction that I went. I'm, Not that anybody would. Yeah, no, Danielle. Like, <laughs> how the heck would you say, oh, I'm glad you didn't pick the random thing I picked. <laughs> well, it's very me. I did not expect you to pick an acupuncturist. Why, why, Sam? All right. So 
Long story short, I uncover that this acupuncture is employed by the hotel because obviously. Are you prone towards going to acupuncturists? In this universe, I am. (laughs) It's like a whole other thing of Sam. I didn't know. (laughs) In the fictional universe where I murdered in Hawaii, sure. (laughs) Okay. And I've discovered this acupuncturist is trafficking in illegal ivory needles for acupuncture. I was wondering where you're going with that. Yeah. like, illegal acupuncture tools? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Illegal actually, acupuncture tools. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> and so what this acupuncturist does, when I'm on the table as part of my investigation, just out of idle curiosity, they dip needles into box jellyfish venom before oh, stabbing me with them, as acupuncturists do, and then dumping my body in the ocean. Like, oh no, I was killed by a box jellyfish. What a tragic accident. You know, just like in the book when it was killed by a accident during scuba diving. Okay, so question. Yeah. Um... Do you, are there, is the reason that they end up murdering you just because you stumbled upon this? Oh, because I was absolutely going to expose them. Okay, got it. Yeah, no. They, they just fig- wanted to be clear in our uh, plot here. Yeah, they know I've, I've discovered their little dirty secret. I don't know that they know, but they know that I know. And so <laughs> <laughs> they have to get rid of me before I tell others what I know. So they all know that he knows that I know that he knows what's going on. Uh-huh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that's all very clear. I got it. <laughs> so... How I haunt Jean, obviously with dreams of needles, because that's me. <laughs> Lots of needles. Uh, some jellyfish, just to throw her off the scent. For good measure. <laughs> yeah, why not? Just really want to freak her out. So like needles going to eyeballs, going to the backs, going into places they shouldn't go. Just want to really like drive the point home that needles are bad. Also elephants. They're going to be elephants stampeding through those dreams because ivory. Ivory. Yeah, of course. That makes perfect sense to me. I'm sure she'll definitely figure it out. She did so well with the more straightforward version. Look, she didn't figure anything out. She was compelled <laughs> to go to a cave and found a skull, right? So That's true. all the dreams were irrelevant. I'm just giving her the dreams for fun, and then she'll be compelled to go to the acupuncturist secret warehouse of ivory needles. <laughs> Yeah, in Oahu, right? <laughs> Maui, Maui. Oh, of course. That's where it takes place. <laughs> you know well, I, mean? I know, but you can stay. You don't have to stay on the island, Sam. I don't know. I'm trying to keep her in the same like itinerary so that she doesn't have to change well, her plans or her travel or anything like that. That was nice of you. I was not as nice. <laughs> no, I wanted her to stay. I wanted to basically say like, hey, Jean, this is your vacation. I know you didn't have a lot of money and you scrimped and saved and you didn't want to change your plans. And you had that chemistry teacher that for whatever reason kept you back late that one day <laughs> that was irrelevant to the rest of the book. Yeah, but it's okay because they called the airlines. Yeah, well, they got a fake doctor's note from the teacher's doctor friend, which wild. Anyway, uh, take down that rogue acupuncturist for me, will you, Jean? And avenge my death, free my spirit. I don't think your plot's any worse than the actual book plot. Honestly, I think it's a lot more fun. And also, acupuncture provides a lot more opportunities for some intimate encounters between Jean and the cute acupuncturist. The murderous acu... Well, I guess it doesn't really matter because that was... Yeah. Spoiler. Uh, not really. <laughs> All right. So that's my scenario, Danielle. Perfect, Sam. Good I, one. I think I've just written a Christopher Pike book. You did? That was very creative. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. What have you got? Okay. So in my trip to Hawaii, <laughs> okay. prior, to, prior to haunting Jean, I decided that I was going to do the Jurassic Park Grand Tour. Oh, and okay. Okay. 
because that's where Jurassic Park was filmed. Sam, yeah, I got. I mean, I figured yeah, it okay. out. It's, it's like people go to New Zealand to visit the Lord of the Rings set. Sounds like kind of a weak reason to go to Hawaii, but you know, it's not like you're going okay, to a I'm beautiful paradise that. or anything. Okay, I went to Hawaii. I did not do Jurassic Park uh, tour. Uh, and then, <laughs> you, and then you're giving me guff trip. about acupuncture for me. <laughs> On this specific trip where I die, okay. I have decided that while I'm uh, in Kauai, I'm going to do the, the tour All of right. uh, Mauna Waiapuna Falls, which is you known as... You a lot of research Jur- for this. <laughs> Jurassic Falls. Well, I, Sam, I wanted to make this very specific, you and your acupuncture evil ivory needle thing. His name's Carl, by the way, to make it more specific. <laughs> so, yeah, but me looking up what waterfalls used in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Look. Nonsense. I'll be, I'll be honest. My uh, my murder could take place literally anywhere. Okay, that's true. Mine uh, could only take place here because I know I'm I really impressed. like Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. As some of you may know, uh, one of my top ten favorite movies is Jurassic Park. Oh, really, really bucking the trends there of, of cinematic history. <laughs> I like other movies that aren't as popular, but Jurassic Park is one of my favorite. Very it's a great popular movie, movies. of course. Yeah, and I really like dinosaurs. Who doesn't? And so I decide to go to this waterfall. The thing is, is this waterfall is actually on private property, and so there is only like one or two helicopter companies that are actually allowed to go to it legally. And this is true. This is not me making this up. I, you know, <laughs> I believe all your research one percent true, Daniel. <laughs> And so, in this instance... Join us next week for more travel tips from Danielle. (laughs) If you you need me to plan your Hawaii trip, let me know. (laughs) And so, I end up going to this waterfall, I think illegally, because that's a lot easier. I don't want to take down any real companies here. (laughs) I end up on this helicopter that they end up murdering me. Why? (laughs) At the waterfalls. You know, I think they're doing some illegal operation waterfall tour guiding. Which you just bought from them. I know, but I didn't realize that at the time, but then I was going to turn them in when I did realize it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) Yep. And so I'm on this helicopter or something else happens. I don't know, Sam. Maybe they're doing You don't know how you died? (laughs) So, Gene, I don't know. I was on a helicopter or something else happened. I don't know. You figure it out. Okay. You know what? What's his face in the book? Who died? Michael? Yeah. He died for no reason. No, he died because he uncovered the murder of Ringo. Yeah, but like prior to that, there was nothing going on. So prior to actually being like, it was all just coincidence that he ended up in this yeah, yeah. cave. I just love that you're saying that like, <laughs> I don't know why I died. I just did. <laughs> Maybe I overheard something on the helicopter, Sam. Okay. All right. The point fine. is, is that I got murdered in this helicopter tour, this illegal helicopter tour. How do they murder you? Push you out of it? Yeah. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I like how you put so much time researching the names of the companies that fly you to the waterfall. Of course they pushed waterfall. me out of the helicopter, Sam. How else? <laughs> I don't know. They could have like bashed your head in behind the waterfall. Not as like, why, then why even be at the waterfall? Yes, they pushed me out of the helicopter and I fell 60 feet down this waterfall and died a terrible, terrible death at the okay. end of the bottom of the waterfall. And so in order to haunt Jean and let her know that this is going on, uh-huh. I send her dinosaur dreams. <laughs> You're about as helpful as I was. That's great. <laughs> because those would be the best dreams. <laughs> See, Daniel, the difference between your dreams and mine are she would want to solve this to stop having dreams about needles, but she would want to not solve your murder so you could keep dreaming about dinosaurs. They could be really scary dinosaurs, Sam. Uh, no such thing. They're all friendly and cuddly. And I also think I'd probably a- add in some like John Williams Jurassic Park scores just to... You're basically giving her Jurassic funsies. Park the dream. Yes, but she won't know why. <laughs> Who cares why? Sign me up, Danielle. Haunt me. <laughs> Maybe some of those uh, little dinosaurs that spray the acid venom on that one guy who dies. (laughs) Okay, great. 
And so she gets haunted with dinosaur dreams, probably some good waterfall dreams and spiraling. I'm not sure if I'm going to do spiraling helicopters. That might be way too any, obvious. Any but maybe, falling dreams, maybe? Yeah, the falling down the waterfall dreams. I'm not going to say falling down the waterfall. I'm going to say falling yeah, and there's just water. There's a very water. common thing in dreams, the falling trope. <laughs> I'm going to say falling and just water. There's not like a waterfall specifically. So like the opening of that James Bond film with Adele and the music and everything. Yes. Okay. And maybe just some dinosaurs jumping off of waterfalls like, for fun. Well, how about like synchronized <laughs> dinosaur diving? Exactly. Great. So this is the kind of dreams I'm sending Jean just to uh, resolve my murder. Well, Save me. you put 80% of the effort into researching Hawaii names and about 10% <laughs> to your actual murder, so... I looked up one Hawaii name, thank you. Yeah, and you didn't even know how you died. <laughs> because I overheard them doing terrible things I didn't things say why, I said how, until I suggested you fell. Oh, I actually was going to be pushed out of the... Uh, it's, in my, it's in my notes. Okay, so I was pushed well, out of the helicopter. sorry about that. <laughs> I was. Uh, I didn't mean to step on your thunder there. No, so it's just, okay. I don't know that many well, uh, I don't know how else I would die in a helicopter. Um, yeah, no, you'd be strangled. I could. Maybe one of the cords like gets looped around the top of the helicopter blades. Or and maybe then I like get yeah, you, you, decapitated. You, you, that seems pretty dramatic. It does. It sounds like very gory. I love it. And it sounds like something that might also damage the helicopter. I think they're trying not to kill themselves. So well. here's the question I had: Do they just make it look like an accident, like you slipped and fell or something? I think they pushed me out of the helicopter and don't tell a single soul that I was out there. Well, uh, because my body wa- washes ashore somehow at the bottom of the helicopter yeah, or maybe like the people on the private investigation. Find the it. whole point of Bury Me Deep was that they made it look like an accident so no one would investigate. Right, but nobody knows how I ended up there so they probably think I was just a tourist illegally on the property. Who slipped and fell They wouldn't notice accident. to necessarily yeah, okay. fell off of like 60 feet from the helicopter. Oh, okay, sure. And I'm not on any registered flights. Well, Danielle, that was your first mistake. You should have gone from the two companies you researched earlier. Well, yeah, but, you know, sometimes when you're there in the moment, you make decisions that you don't realize are illegal. Okay. Well, I hope Jean solves your murder so she can stop dreaming about dinosaurs, although I don't know why she would ever do that. <laughs> I told you there's going to be some scary ones, Sam. I think you're really underestimating people's love of dinosaurs. That scene in Jurassic Park, that's also, it's not in that area, but it's in another part of the area where you can, um, you have to hide under the logs so that all the dinosaurs are like trampling over you in a stampede. Oh, that's awesome. No, it's not. I haven't been in a stampede. I'm going to say hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> stampede of what, Danielle? That was cows in my case, not oh, dinosaurs. Well, that's clearly. not very exciting. I know. It would have been better if it was dinosaurs. It would have been far less scary. Or like elephants or buffalo. Also less scary than cows. Uh, are buffalo <laughs> less scary than cows? Have you seen a buffalo? <laughs> yeah, I've seen a buffalo. <laughs> They're huge. They're much they scarier are. than cows. What are you tra- I think moose are scarier than cows for oh, sure. Yeah. Moose are also as good, but buffalo are way more dangerous than cows. Probably. No, they I don't know are. the buffalo to cow death rate, but... Uh, buffalo are not domesticated, for one. That's true. But the cows didn't seem to remember they were domesticated either, so Yeah, but buffalo have nothing to forget, so they're, they're just going to murder you anyway. <laughs> All right, buffalo are like twice the size of cows, too. They're huge. Okay, we'll Google it. We'll Google whether buffalo or cow are more dangerous. All right, well, it depends on how many wings they have. How many wings they have? <laughs> yeah, the buffalo. The, the flying buffalo, yes. Yeah, yeah of course. I'm going to Google buffalo deaths. Buffalo are huge, Danielle. They are huge. I'm not saying they don't cause any deaths. And yes, a stampede of buffalo would be very scary. Yeah, so you said cows are scarier than buffalo. That's from my yeah, that's from big umbrage. Like maybe, yep, it's possible. I'm not saying buffalo. I mean, people are around cows way more than buffalo. So just by sheer, you know, force of numbers, there are going to be more cow deaths. But I think more buffalo encounters per capita will end in tragedy. Like the most dangerous animal in Africa is a water buffalo. 
That's true. I wasn't really counting water buffalo. But I mean, I like, it's the, the same idea. How would you Google that? Buffalo. All right, we can move on. <laughs> well, I'm glad uh, we all have a plan, Danielle. Yes, we do. Well, if anyone out there would like to speculate how you would murder us in Hawaii. <laughs> yes, please let us know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then never come anywhere near us. Uh, Google, just by the way, buffaloes kill an estimated 200 people each year. Well, that's a lot. Thank it you, is. Danielle. <laughs> well, you're welcome. I said I, we were curious. Oh, they kill more. You're, good job, Sam. All right. Well, we, we've solved the mystery of whether buffalo were dangerous than cows. <laughs> <laughs> it was a big mystery. We weren't sure there for a minute. <laughs> Well, anyway, if you want to share your murder ideas with us, purely hypothetical, of course. Please. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no death threats. No, de- absolutely <laughs> You'll get not. banned. <laughs> 100%. No. Not no even from threats. us. I think like Facebook and Twitter and Instagram would ban me. Oh, I, I would hope so. <laughs> and until next time, bye. Take care, everybody. So there you have it, just a little bit of our Patreon bonus content, which you can access at patreon.com slash book retorts. Book retorts. And we'll be back next week with spook retorts. Good job, Sam. Good job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I practiced. So be sure (laughs) not to miss that next week. Until then, if you have any questions or comments, you can reach us at bookretorts.com. You can also tweet, Instagram, or Facebook us at book retorts. So be ready to be spooked next week. And until then, bye. Take care, everybody.